Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with your host, me, Richard Bexen. Today, we'll be talking with Mantu Fluger of the Swiss Hotel Competence. Uh, there's a company that's focused on helping hotels and hospitality uh, kind of with, with the technology integrations uh, with sites like Airbnb, Expedia, Booking. Uh, so we're going to be talking and touching on stuff that basically what makes hotels successful. Uh, also, if you're thinking about buying a hotel here in Costa Rica uh, or in Central America, things that you need to consider. Um, I see a lot of our uh, listeners, again, thinking about doing this uh, and really want, to under- want them to understand kind of what it takes to run a successful hotel uh, in today's day and age, because again, it keeps changing constantly uh, on the technological front and also on client demands. So let's get straight into it. Remember, if you have any questions uh, that you want to ask Mantu or future guests, please uh, put them in the comments. Uh, you can also email us. Uh, Mantu's contact details are also uh, and his company's in the description. Uh, so let's get started. Good morning, Mantu. How are you doing? Thank you, Richard. Excellent. How are you doing? <laughs> very, very good. Thank you. It's a sunny day here in Costa Rica, right? Perfect. Yes, it is. Because I'm also in San Jose. You're in San Jose as well. Okay. I'm in Aredia. We're just probably about 10 minutes difference here. Yes. Awesome. Well, Mantu, I gave in the introduction there. Uh, Again, you have a company called the Swiss Hotel Competence, um, which, you know, basically kind of, um, I suppose, integrates technology into the hospitality world, uh, which is something we'll we'll kind of touch on uh, in a little bit today. Um, but I mean, the question I always like to start off with, with most people is, you know, I mean, you've been down here at Nat America for quite some time, you know, we've seen a lot of change this year, especially kind of within hospitality and I mean, just the world really, you know, but I mean, what has really surprised you over the past 12 months, either personally or professionally? Well, I mean, we all know what happened the last 12 months and I was extremely surprised about how Costa Rica was managing the pandemic, if we compare this country with other countries, let's say the US or even Europe in Switzerland, Germany, or next to Costa Rica is Panama. So all those other countries are places where I wouldn't, where I didn't want to stay during those uh, pandemic year. And I was extremely surprised in a positive way how Costa Rica managed it uh, in terms of um, protecting the health, but also protecting the small businesses. So, and um, long story short, at the end, I can see that, uh, let's say, if you own a business or a property here in Costa Rica, it didn't even um, lost value, even if we had like a, a global crisis. And this was really something I was uh, extremely surprised yeah, for the last 12 months. Wow. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure it probably had a bit, a bit of an impact on your business. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Know. Absolutely. I mean, we were, it's, it's, I think most hotel owners or suppliers to hotel owner, uh, yeah, suppliers in the hospitality industry or travel industry had a lot of challenges. But uh, I also know from many, from most hotels they, that they did it, that they went through it, especially here in Costa Rica. And uh, yeah, but definitely the, the learning curve has been extremely uh, high <laughs> during the last 12 months it's been an interesting 12 months and i'm sure the next 12 months are going to be very interesting as well as we kind of we restart the reactor as i like to say and we get tourism moving again exactly this is also what i think because uh, i always try to compare costa rica with other countries uh, where i'm from switzerland or also in uh, in mexico or in colombia or um, uh, panama 
because we have some insights into numbers in terms of uh, um, reservations. Yep. And it's really interesting to see that I think uh, Mexico and Costa Rica are those two countries which recovered uh, very fast uh, in terms of, uh, of uh, yeah, of, of travel and tourism. And uh, yeah, it's something really interesting to see. And I also expect for the next 12 months, uh, much higher demand because, um, uh, yeah, because of the, of the situation that Costa Rica is managing the pandemic pretty well, pretty good, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, and people see that and that's why they travel here. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I was looking at some stats the other day. The other day that came out from the Costa Rican Tourism Institute here. That I mean, Costa Rica is seventy five percent down on numbers of last year, so only twenty five percent of tourists are coming in, which is still pretty good compared to other countries. You know, I mean, it's you've probably seen in the data. I mean, Mexico never really closed, so it's always done. It was always the option there to people to go to, but Costa Rica again closed a little bit, then reopened up back in I think September it was. Um, you know, everything's just kind of all fudged together now. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm like, what year are we in? Um, but like Costa Rica is recovering strong. We see it on the tourism side because we see it way before anybody else um, because people are booking out, you know, basically they're booking now for a vacation in the future. So we're seeing like a strong recovery here for Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also something I, I can confirm because uh, I had already, I also read that uh, number from the ICT. Yep. Um, but on the other hand, well, there are 25% people which are traveling here from abroad uh, instead of 100%, like in 2019. But all the Costa Ricans, uh, especially the middle class, they are not traveling out of the country, like those right. people which would travel to the US or to Europe. So they are not traveling to, to abroad. So they will even. Um, also help in order to recover the tourism industry or the, the rental industry. So let's say you have a small hotel, um, then those people also will go probably to visit your small hotel instead of flying to Miami or to, to Paris or wherever. Yeah. Well, you, you just mentioned there again that you have a lot of data and probably insight into hotels here. Um, you know, and, and, and as I mentioned before, is we'll probably not go into too much the technical details to just bore our listeners with, you know, property management systems and connections with channel managers, etc. I think if anybody wants to have that conversation, it's probably best to just contact you, Mantu, um, and I'll provide all the details in the description. So if anybody wants to kind of geek or nerd out on that stuff, they can, they can do it directly with you just because I, uh, I, I don't think it's for everyone. But I mean, typically on this podcast, you know, we focus on people that are looking to buy, invest in Costa Rica, and we could even expand it to Latin America. Now, you've been doing business in Latin America for quite some time. I mean, what advice would you give to people looking to do business? Let's say in Costa Rica, what do you think the biggest challenge is? And what do you think is the best thing about doing it? I mean, first, with the, with the good thing, I mean, uh, to come down here to Costa Rica or Panama or well, another Latin American country, it's definitely a, an amazing adventure I never would miss. And if someone is able to leave his comfort zone a little bit, he will be super happy here. Um, and I mean, the, the lifestyle is amazing here. And um, if you're able to manage um, a small business, you will do it pretty well here. Now with the challenge, um, it's for sure that here everything works a little bit different than back home. I think most people which are listening to that podcast are from North America, maybe Europe. So, and if you come here, 
the best advice I can give is if you can combine the two cultures together. So don't lose your uh, culture, which you have from, um, from back home, because this helps most of the time in order to do business. But um, don't lose yourself also here in, in, in Costa Rica by thinking it's only vacation, a uh, never ending vacation. So, and if you can manage those two in between, like vacation and doing business in the same, yeah, in a good way, then you will, you will be successful. That's so, what I, what I said, what I think. Are you, are you trying to say basically don't take your Swiss watch off, but sometimes you can use the sun to also <laughs> tell the time. You don't need to keep looking at the Swiss watch. Yeah, that's, that's the point. I mean, you have your Swiss watch, uh, maybe, if the, per the other person from an appointment is not at the point there, then don't be uh, mad about it, but don't put it also away. So you have to find a, a way to do it. So, yeah, exactly. Something in between, because otherwise you will be stressed if, because things are working here different than uh, in Europe or in, in North yeah. America. We, we use the word, we use the word serious, seriously casual, meaning that you have to be very casual, relaxed, like Costa Rica kind of pura vida but we're really serious about the work that we do as well. So that, you know, there's a time yeah. for being casual and there's a time for being serious. So yeah, that sounds, that sounds exactly what I want to tell you. Exactly <laughs> what well, we spoke, <laughs> we spoke to Hans Fister a while back. Hans has Cayuga travel. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we talked because quite a few people have this dream, you know, of moving down to Costa Rica uh, or Central America and basically buying a hotel or running some vacation rentals, you know, um, and I'm sure that you have some experience in that, having worked with a lot of people that have done it. But I mean, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest challenge that someone's going to face that wants to own a hotel in Costa Rica or wants to move into that industry? Well, um, typically, if you move to Costa Rica and start doing a, a property rental or hotel business, uh, it will not be your background from back home. So most people, they come here, they are not, they didn't learn hospitality management in the university or in school. So they have to learn everything by their own. And um, you definitely have to be, uh, you have to know that this will be a process. So when you start at day one, there will be not working everything perfectly. Um, and I think also when you, uh, own a hotel you have to be clear about your concept so if you have if you don't have a clear concept about what you're going to rent then it will be a little bit difficult and uh, we usually give a lot of advice about how to make positioning on, on, a, on, a, on a project in order to to uh, yeah to get a, uh, success because we have seen and we work with so many hotels here um, that I think we can share really good insights about about that exactly okay I, I think that's that's great advice with regards to like i suppose you know what is that area in in the market that you're going to own that kind of that concept with a hotel because i think if you're just going to go in and just be like we're just going to be a bnb you know there's so many bed and breakfasts here or we're just going to be a boutique hotel a luxury boutique hotel i mean it's in my opinion is you know and i've discussed this with a variety of people is you need to be the most luxurious hotel or you better specialize in something that nobody's really touching here you know, um, because exactly. there are a lot of hotels here, uh, again, and it, it can be a great business, but like, as you know, you know, you need to find this kind of act like this guerrilla warfare where you can just hunker down and nobody can basically attack you, you know, and you just need to own that concept. 
Exactly. That's very, a very good point which, which you were talking about. You need to have also a very, the concept has to work with the destination because I have seen so many concepts and hotels and uh, in different locations and some of them are performing extremely well and others they are unfortunately uh, loss of money. Yeah. And this is most of the time because of the, of the destination and the, and the audience or the, the, the demand which is coming there, which can be uh, different. So in the yeah. channel, you have different people than at the beach. And so make sure that your concept, your hotel works exactly uh, with the demand on the destination. And also you have to see what are my competitors are doing, uh, what my what the competition is doing it or other hotels in the in the area uh, in order to uh, yeah, to be successful. Usually, I, I say if you work in a destination, if you have a hotel at a destination where all, other, already other hotels are, this is a good sign because uh, there is demand and uh, it helps also for your business. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be the, if you're going to be the first guy that goes into an area, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get the spears thrown at you. I mean, it's just you know, if you're going to be a pioneer, you know, then it's, that's going to be a you know, I've seen many hotel owners try to be pioneers in areas, and for some of them it's worked, and some of them it hasn't. It's just you better be resilient and you know just willing to work hard. But but yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, we have a lot of hotel owners or potential you know people looking to build or own here come to us um, because again, you know, we have this insight into all this data of what people are looking at, what people are currently looking at, where the trends are going, etc. But it's amazing how many people just run out there and start up. You know, whereas it should be like, look, just spend a couple of thousand dollars and speak to people to get a perspective. Because unless you've been living in an area for a long time or living in Costa Rica for years and years and years, you don't have that perspective. You know, so so I think it's a great point. Let's quickly jump into into technology here, Mantu, because I know that this is kind of this is really you know um, what you what what your business does and what it is that you do. And I mean, it's really changed the hotel industry and and, and tourism. I mean, it's moving so quickly as well. You know, I mean, just businesses are buying businesses, you know, OTAs are still out there with regards to booking Expedia, you know, technology plays such a important part in, in, in the hotel industry today. I mean, what mistakes do you see that people make when it comes to implementing technology? Or maybe, maybe the mistake is they don't implement technology, but like people that try and do it. I mean, what advice would you give to someone that would, that basically has a hotel and wants to integrate some technology with it? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, the reason why I'm here is because I saw many hotel projects in Costa Rica, Panama, which are just, they're super nice hotels, but they have no website, let's say that. Yep. And uh, you have to be sure that, um, that your hotel concept has um, access to the to distribution market uh, where people make reservations. So usually we have like, three platforms which are relevant in hospitality. So I think the most um, interesting, especially if you own, let's say a, a place or a, um, a house or with two, three units, then uh, Airbnb is one of the most uh, important um, booking channel. After that, I would say booking.com. Even if you have a hotel, a boutique hotel, let's say that, then booking.com is the most important booking channel by far so it's like most of the traffic will go through booking.com and then the third channel which i really advise to use is 
uh, Expedia, because Expedia is uh, linked to so many other travel platforms or OTAs, which is online travel agencies. So, um, and the, my advice is to have a good profile on all those three platforms, but not only on those three platforms, also on a direct channel. So it means like a hotel website. And of course, if you have a hotel a, a place with, with one apartment, let's say that, you will not be able to make a hotel website. But as soon as you have, uh, as you have a branding, let's say you have a name, uh, for your property, or if you have more than three units with prices over $150, then it's definitely important to start with, uh, with that process uh, in order to have success, exactly. Um, hotel, the, the booking platforms, they know that um, there is a lack of knowledge, usually in, in uh, hospitality, uh, and that's why they offer you those solutions which you can, uh, you can use it, but you pay a high price. So we speak about commissions between 18 to 20%, well, 15 to 20% per reservation. So that's, uh, that's a lot of money at the end of the month. Sure. Imagine you, all your rental income is, is going through booking.com and you give them 18% of your income. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot of money, exactly. And what, what I would try to do is like, if you have, an, if you have a hotel, Try to sell direct, either through the uh, that people call you, that they write you on Instagram, or that they make a reservation on your own website. Exactly, that's what we usually try to do. Exactly, I, I think that's great. That's great advice. Again, you know, having developed, built, started a hotel from scratch, implemented a variety of property management systems myself. Uh, you know, sometimes people are like, "Rich, you've." worked and run an agency growing that you've developed property you've sold real estate you've had other businesses you know um but the, really the hotel part was was for us the concept to begin with then implementing the property management system which is basically kind of your clients reservations and then having like a distribution channel what they call a channel manager which pushes all of the availability out to airbnb booking expedia so that like again when someone books through expedia it takes the availability away on the calendar which then pushes it back out uh you know to booking and airbnb to let them know there's been a change in availability but i think the direct part is definitely you know the part where every hotel should have a very strong direct piece why because then you're not at the beck and call of if Expedia or Booking tomorrow decide to charge 50% commission or cut you for some particular reason, it's going to have an impact on your business, but not as much as if you had a good, strong, direct business. You know, so I think you make a great point there, and especially having the ability to book on your website, on your website as well. Uh, you know, which is important because a lot of hotels don't have that as well. Yeah, it's it's not even to, to be okay on. Uh, it's not even the point that you have to be. Uh, able to make reservations on the website it's also important for branding because if you have a if you own a nice place boutique hotel and you have only a, a listing on booking and on airbnb and no website so people are asking uh, questions why they why this hotel has no website so maybe they will not have a, they will not book at your place because of no website yeah. because they want to have that trust exactly and um, what i also see is like sometimes Hotels, they are projects more than a million, maybe two, three million. So, but they don't even have a website. And then I ask myself, why exist a hotel 
for a couple of million dollars, but they don't even have a website. Wow. And wow. we don't have that uh, in Europe, let's say that. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so. Wow. Well, I think if anybody wants really to go, different. yeah, definitely. I think if anybody wants to go further down the rabbit hole with you, Mantu, you know, they can contact you. I'll have all the details there and they can, you can kind of explain what it is that you, your business does there on, you know, by having that platform and that distribute, distribution channels. So I think they could go, you know, again, they can contact you and, and I'm sure you'd be very happy to talk to them about it and give them advice, et cetera, because I know that you have quite a bit, bit of experience in it. Um, but, yeah, exactly. So I would typically do a, a small analysis that they can see what, what we see because after so many uh, projects, we uh, yeah have some knowledge about it and I'm really happy to share it with anybody which wants to, yeah, wants to start doing a, awesome. a hotel with his property. <laughs> there you go, guys. You need help, reach out to Mantu. He'll tell you about which concept works, how to make money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So... Well, Mantu, let's, ch let's change gears here a little bit because you've been in Latin America quite a bit. But if you had to go back five years, meaning we went back to 2016 and had to tell yourself to invest in something in Costa Rica or Central America, what would you have invested in and why? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a hard question because, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I like both countries, Panama and Costa Rica, and what I would do is probably I would buy in both countries yep. a lot like um, the land or even two small hotels one in panama one in costa rica to see what happened in the future um, i think with the cost if, if i put everything in costa rica it would be worked out better because right now we can see in panama has a little bit drop of, uh, of tourism and the the market here in costa rica is much more sustainable uh, in terms of uh, yeah of, of business and yeah, so I probably would do that. So I would put it invest into 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 Panama and into Costa Rica, into two different places. Okay. Exactly. So I mean, basically, again, if you had to go back five years, so to 2016, you had a time yet mm -hmm. time machine. You would tell yourself to buy a hotel in Costa Rica and also one in Panama. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Small with a, with, a, with a with a lot of rich space to develop. Yep. It doesn't have to be like. A, a, uh, ready hotel it has to be just a, a property and land and then with the cash flow you can improve it yourself. I, I think that's, that's great what, what would you have stayed clear of man too what would you have not invested in well <laughs> um i think into locations which are too remote uh, right. because i have seen that uh, sometimes uh, quite a lot that people invested a lot of money into areas where really nobody goes and explaining why it's not a good idea because if you have the opportunity to invest into an area where it, which looks nice but it's not which has no demand um this will not generate you income at all because in order to make a, a remote location working you need to invest a lot of money into marketing because you need to have publicity you need to have um uh, yeah, hotel branding and all that, and this costs you a lot of money. So, and usually, as a small business owner, you will not be able to, to do that. So, and I, I have seen that that some people they invested into areas which are not so attractive in in terms of their concept. Exactly. I think that's. And so I would be aware of that. So. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. That's, that's awesome advice. I mean, let's go to today. You don't have a time machine, but today you've just inherited $500,000, Mantu. This is a question I ask everybody. You've inherited $500,000 and you have to invest it into a business or real estate that's say in Costa Rica. Where would you invest it? What would you do? I mean, $500,000, what I probably would do is I would look for a, for a, a, a lot. I'm going to yep. say in English. In English um, yeah. yeah. Where else? Where else? Another lot. What do you mean? Where, in which location would you look at? Mm, for the future? I think in Uvita. In Uvita. Uvita? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in Costa Rica. Uvita which I like, or Puerto Viejo. Or Puerto like Viejo. Yes, exactly. Um, and this lot has to have a, an underdeveloped uh, house on it. And then I would like, I would try to turn that into a luxury boutique hotel with the cash flow. Right. And yeah, so you have first, maybe you can first uh, accommodate, I don't know, with three rooms people, and then you can start slowly to increase the place and make it nice with the cash flow exactly this is probably what i would do uh, yeah i think that's great advice i know colin at banana azul in playa negra near puerto viejo did that i mean he bought and then kind of developed and i mean he's he's producing some, ah, yeah. some real nice stuff at the moment you know yeah, it's awesome. very nice yeah. right this project is really awesome like this is a very good example of how to make a yeah of how to develop a nice hotel concept exactly yep I'm sure, I'm sure Colin would be very, very happy to know that we're talking about him at the moment. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, no, he's got a great concept. And I think for anybody that wants to see something that's kind of grown from, you know, smaller to bigger and growing more luxurious and luxurious, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, Colin's a great example of that. Um, so yeah, exactly. Banana Sur in Puerto Viejo, I highly recommend to, uh, yeah, maybe if you have a chance to speak to him, uh, yeah, because what he's doing there, it's, it's amazing, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He just opened a supermarket. I mean, I, you know, just across from the hotels. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. But anyway, Mantu, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate your time. And I'm sure that the listeners have based, you know, anyone that's looking to, I would say, you know, build a couple of vacation rentals, hotels, you know, I, I, I'd highly suggest getting in contact with Mantu just because of the experience, the data and the knowledge that he has, but also really the technology platform that he can provide for the distribution you know, to these multiple different, you know, online travel agencies, which is, in my opinion, you know, it's only going to grow in the, in, in the next coming years. So Mantu, thanks very much for your time. All your contact details will be in the, uh, in the description. Um, and I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Richard. I will. <laughs> no worries. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.